The preceding message is brought to you by Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. Stay tuned after this message for more information about Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. Hallelujah. Let's be seated. Amen. I want to give glory to God for the opportunity he has given me tonight to be here. And not just be here, but to be seen in all the various satellite locations. To share this wonderful 20th year anniversary celebrations of the King's World Ministries International with you here in uh, Lagos. It's almost like a year ago I preached in Lagos last. <laughs> I've been busy on the other continents doing the work that I believe God made me for the very foundation of the world to do. I came back to this country on November 22nd or 21st. And ever since then, in the last almost three weeks, I've been doing one thing or the other every single day or until yesterday evening. So for three weeks, continually, I've been very busy. And everybody expected me to rest today that even Jesus Christ <laughs> rested. But I told them that I have made a commitment to Dr. K to be here. He is a man of honor and he deserves to be honored. So I made the commitment. Yesterday, December the 10th, was when we had the birthday Thanksgiving service. Some people were still thinking I was in my house. Somebody came from somewhere and sat down in the city room. But I told them I was in Ogiri. He said, what part of Ilori is that? So I wanted to know that I'm glad to be here to share this moment with you. And the next few days... In the next few days, I know that um, the Lord will be sharing quite a number of things with us in the power of the Spirit. And I believe that um, the reason for which God has set up this meeting will be comprehensively achieved to the glory and honor of His name. I salute all the King's Word Ministries International pastors from all around the country and all around the world. And I salute the big man here from Los Angeles, the big man here from Dallas, <laughs> and the big man in every one of us. Tell your neighbor there is a big man in you. Okay? He may not have manifested, but if you give him time and you walk out spiritually, he will come forth. So let me go through into the ministry of the word of God today. Let us open our Bibles to two openings. Psalm 141. I'm going to read one verse. Then 1 Peter chapter 3. I'm going to read like one or two or three verses. Psalm 141. One verse. Verse 3. And the scripture says, Set a watch, O Lord, before my mouth. Keep the door 
of my lips. And then First Peter chapter 3, I read from I read from verse 8 to verse 11. First Peter chapter 3 verse 8 to 11. It says, Finally, be ye all of one mind, have a compassion one of another, love as brethren, be pitiful, be courteous, not rendering evil for evil, or railing for railing, but contrarywise blessing, knowing that you are there unto call, that ye shall inherit a blessing. For he that will love life and see good days, let him refrain his tongue from evil and his lips that they speak no guile. By the grace of God for a few minutes tonight, I want to share a message with you titled, My Most Important Message for You. When I say you, I mean King World Ministry International. I mean the King World International Churches, wherever, and then I also mean you as a person. So I want you to be very keen, very focused without distraction, so that you can get this message into your spirit, so that you can run with it, and you will see the blessing that it brings. Let us pray. Father God, we want to thank you for your loving kindnesses and your tender mercies. Thank you for gathering us into your presence. We are fully aware that in your presence is fullness of joy. And at your presence, your right hand, there are blessings forevermore. Tonight, as we approach your written, holy, majestic word, we ask you for offerings. Anoint me in such a way that I will do no violence to your word. Let your spirit and your word have a free course among us. Anoint me to sign in the area of my office. A minister according to the ability that you give. So that you in all things may be glorified. Let this message distill upon us like the dews upon the herbs. Let the effect and the impact of it be indelible. And let us carry the fragrance of the message of tonight around. To the glory and honor of your name. Thank you Father. In Jesus name we pray. The God we serve is a God of so many amazing qualities. His love is amazing. His mercy is amazing. His knowledge and wisdom is amazing. There are quite a number of things about God that is amazing. His power is amazing. His existence is amazing. He is self-existent. In other words, it does not depend on anybody and anything to perpetuate his existence. He is immutable. To be immutable means he's unchanged and unchanging. They call him patient of days. He who was, he who is, and who is to come. There are quite a number of God. But there is one thing about him I want to look at today, and that is his mouth, his words. His tongue and his lips. I want us to look at his word, his mouth, his tongue and his lips. 
this is an aspect of God that I have come to actually appreciate a lot. So important is God's word that he equates himself to his word. John 1, 1, in the beginning was the word, the word was God, the word was God. We all know the power in the name of Jesus. Philippians 2, 9 and 10 and 11 says that the name of Jesus, everything will burn, every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. But there is something more powerful, more powerful <clears throat> than the name of the Lord. And that is his word. Psalm 138 verse 2 says, God abidely exalted his word above his name. The way God speaks is so powerful. 2,700 times at least in the Old Testament, you will find the phrase, thus saith the Lord. That is to let you know that we do not just have a God with mouth and tongue and lips. We have a God that speaks. Exodus chapter 2, I mean Ezekiel 12, 25, he said, Behold, I'm the Lord, and I speak. And the thing that I say come to pass. Isaiah 55, 11 says, So shall my word be, that proceed out of my mouth, it shall not return to me, but it shall accomplish that which I please and prosper, and that unto which I send it. So his, his mouth is so wonderful. The Bible says in Psalm 68, verse 11, he gave the word, and great was the company of them that published it. Even a man will pass away, but his word will never pass away. The Bible tells us and reminds us about the place of God's mouth and God's word. When the word of God says in Job 22, 22, receive, I pray you the love from his mouth. And lay it up in your heart. Job said in Job 23, 12, I have extremed the word of his mouth. Necessary unto me than my food. Matthew 4 4. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. I have read the Bible so many times, over 300 times. And the word of God does not seem, never cease to be something I marvel at. I marvel at his word, I marvel at the way he speaks. I marvel at the things that he says. Psalm 89 verse 34. He said, my covenant will I not break, neither will I take back the words that are proceeded out of my mouth. So God's mouth is a subject you need to study. God's word, especially the way God speaks, is a matter of study. And I'm so intrigued and enthralled, challenged and inspired Whenever I read about the things that proceed out of God's mouth, they never cease to amaze me. Isaiah 30, 21 said, I shall hear the voice behind you saying, this is the way walking it. He sent his word. Psalm 107, verse 20, he sent his word. And his word healed us. And his word delivered them from all their destruction. Isaiah 9, it says, he said the word to Jacob, and that word became a light in which Israel traveled. Because his word is a lamp to our feet and a light to our path. Have not said that generally? You know, there are three persons in the Godhead. There's God the Father, there's God the Son. Have not talked about the way God speaks, which is very inspiring. Look at Jesus. And look at the way he spoke when he was here among men. In Luke chapter 4 verse 22, the people said when they heard him talk, 
The Bible said they wondered at the gracious words that were proceeding out of his mouth. By the time you get to verse 32, the Bible says the people were astonished at his doctrine, for his words was with power. By the time you get to verse 36, the Bible says the people were amazed and they said with one accord, what a word is this? The people tried to catch him in his talk. Matthew 22, 15. But they never succeeded. His words were ordered. His words were powerful and effective. Jesus' words and the way he spoke is a matter to be studied. Just studying when he spoke, how he spoke, what he spoke about. And the various ways in which he spoke to various people on various occasions. The way he spoke to Peter, the way he spoke to Thomas, the way he spoke to even people who hated him, the way he spoke to people who liked him, the, people he sp the way he spoke to his ministers. So mesmerizing is not just the way God speaks, but also the way Jesus speaks. A man was sent to go and arrest Jesus Christ. When he got there, he couldn't carry the, the order out. And when he came back with that Jesus, he said, where is he? He told them something. John 7, 46. He said, never a man spoke like this before. In other words, the words of his mouth were so such that the man could not resist. And that is why God promised to give us a mouth and a tongue. With none of our adversity, we were able to gainsay or resist. Look at the way Jesus spoke. Look at the words he spoke. The Bible describing him in those days. Luke 24, 19 says he was a man powerful in words and in deed. On one occasion, Jesus spoke about, spoke about the words he was speaking in John 6, 63. He said, it is the spirit that quickened the flesh profited nothing. The words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. When he was here, people came just to hear him and they were healed. Luke 5, 15. Luke 6, 17. The Bible says people came from all over to hear him and to be healed of their... Just hearing him was medicine. You can now understand Proverbs chapter 4, verse 20, which says, My son, attend to my words, incline and hear to my sin. Don't let them depart from before your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart, for their life unto them and find it a medicine to all their flesh. So God the Father spoke with authority. Spoke in a way that it's enthralling and challenging and inspiring. Jesus did the same. What about the Holy Spirit? The Bible says in First Peter, First Timothy chapter four, it said the Spirit speaketh expressly. In Revelation two seven, Revelation two eleven, Revelation two seventeen, two twenty two twenty two two twenty nine, Revelation three six three thirteen three twenty two. He said, he that hath an ear to hear, let him hear what the Spirit is saying. So the Spirit also, the Spirit also speaks in a way that is like the way Jesus spoke. That is, is like the way that God the Father spoke. So one outstanding thing about the Godhead is the way they speak. Their use of words, their tongue, their lips, their vocal organs. Their personalities. The members of the Godhead are personalities. They are not human. 
but they are persons. There is a difference between being human and being a person. Jesus was a person. God is a person. The Holy Spirit is a person. He is called a comforter. One who is called by our side to hold together with us against our infirmities. So one outstanding thing is about the way they speak. And I would listen to that. An important area of your life as a child of God must be the way you speak. Many Christians don't understand that most spiritual diseases show on the tongue. If you visit a doctor at times and you are sick or you complain of one condition or another, he will say, let me see your tongue. Uh-huh. And by the time he looks at the check at your tongue, he is likely going to see some of the conditions probably that you have not noticed. If you want to know what's in a man's heart, listen to how he speaks. For out of the abundance of the heart, the man speaketh. Your words are so important. The things you say are so important. Not just the places you go, not just the people you are with, but what you say. What you say. Proverbs 21 says, death and life are in the power of the tongue. And then the love it shall eat the food thereof. Do you know you can shorten your days by the words of your mouth? The children of Israel were destroyed in the wilderness. Not because of the giants. Not because God changed his mind. Not because the purpose and the plan of God was altered. But because of what they say. God spoke to them in Numbers 14, 28. He said, as long as I live, as you have spoken in my ears, so will I do to you. Proverbs 6, 2. You are snared by the words of your mouth. You are held captive. By the words of your lips. Proverbs 13.3 He that keepeth his mouth, keepeth his life. Proverbs 21.23 He that keepeth his mouth and his tongue, keepeth his soul from trouble. One thing you need to be careful about are the words you speak. Think twice before you speak once. It's so important that your words become indeed Characterized by you speaking God's word. God's word will be powerful in your mouth. Even as God's word is powerful in God's mouth. The Bible says in Hebrews chapter 13. Verse 5 and 6. Let your conversation be without covetousness. For he has said. He has said. I will never leave you nor forsake you. That you may boldly say. Why did he say it? So that you can say it. God is the God of faith. If you are going to be a boy or a girl of faith, you are going to have to learn the principles of faith. Second Corinthians 4, 13 says, the principle of faith is, I believe, therefore have I spoken. So your words are supposed to be carefully chosen. Your words are not supposed to be carelessly released. Proverbs 25, 11. As an apple of gold in the picture of silver, so is a word that is fitly spoken. I'm speaking to you today on my most important message to you as a minister. My most important message to you as a person, as a family, as a businessman. On this occasion of 20 years of ministry, Reverend Judge, what do you have to say? That is what I'm trying to pass across to you. So our words are very important. You and I need to understand that words can build up and words can 
tear down. Words can be used as bullets. And words can be used as seeds. Words can develop. Words can destroy. Words can help. Words can hurt. Words can heal. Words can harm. Words can give life. Words can kill. Words can be fruit. Words can be poison. God wants you to be able to use your mouth the way he uses his mouth. Luke chapter 6 verse 40. The disciple cannot get rid of his master. He that shall be perfect shall be like his master. John 30 15. As I have given you an example. As I have done. Even so do ye. As a young Christian I made up my mind. I said God. I want to be able to speak like you. I want to be able to speak like Jesus. I want to be able to speak like the Holy Spirit. And God told me among other things. He said if you are going to develop your ability to speak. You are going to have to develop your ability to hear. The reason why children speak. Is because children hear. Put a child in an animal kingdom. If they hear the sounds of monkeys. By the time they begin to speak. They will speak like monkeys. Put them in any area of the world. What they hear will determine what they say. Proverbs 21, 28 says, He that heareth speaketh continually. If you see anybody develop a deaf spirit, they will soon develop a dumb spirit. That is why in the Bible you see deaf and dumb spirit occurring together. So you need to send your mouth to school. You may not go to school yourself. But set him out to school. That is what the service was praying about. In the scripture read. Psalm 144. 41 verse 3. It says set a watch. Over my mouth. Keep the door. Of my lips. Set a watch over my mouth. Keep the door. Of my lips. People have been killed by words. Just like people have been saved by words. The things you say. We go a long way to determine quite a number of things about your life. Psalm 19 verse 14. He said, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight. O Lord my Redeemer. Proverbs 15 verse 4. A wholesome tongue is a tree of life. Purposeless name is a breach in the spirit. If you don't know how to speak, it creates a breach, a blockade, an obstruction in the spirit. So your words are so important. Your words are so strong and valuable. You may not go far if you don't know how to use your mouth. You got saved by the right use of your mouth. Because death and life are in the power of the tongue. How did you get saved? By coming to church? No. Because of your family background? No, you got saved by... Hearing and saying something. Romans 10.10 If thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised him on the Lord, say, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Out of the mouth of babes and sucklings God has ordained strength. In the book of Job, in two places, Job 9.20, Job 15 verse 6, he said, my own mouth 
condemneth me and not you. Many, many times, instead of speaking, listen. Wise men listen. Fools are known by multitude of words. God wants you to use your mouth in a very right way. In a proper way. In the next few minutes, let me go on here. By letting you know five ways God wanted to use your mouth. My most important message to you is what I'm discharging on this ministry as an apostle. This is an important message after 20 years of labor in the six continents of the world. After many years of preaching, teaching, laying hands, prophesying, moving the gift of the spirit. What other message is so important? I wanted to listen. The Bible says it, we read it in 1 Peter chapter 3. The last verse we read, that was verse 11 or thereabout. It is a verse from Psalm 34, verse 12 and 13. He said, who is it among you that desired life? And love that many days that he may see good. He did not say it's it only protein. He didn't say go to the gym. He said, let him refrain his mouth from evil. And your lips from speaking God. A man's religious status is not known by the accolade or the name they put in front of him, but by the words of his mouth. James 1.26 He said if a man seems to be religious and cannot bridle his mouth, but deceive his own heart, that man's religion is in vain. All over the places you see people whose religion is in vain, how? When you listen to them. The Bible says in Matthew 12, verse 37, you see, by your words, you'll be justified. By your words, you'll be condemned. Verse 36 says, for every inoperative word that men will speak, they will give an account on the day of judgment. So you should be few. Let your words be few. The Bible tells us in Ecclesiastes chapter 5, verse 2, he said, keep thy feet and be careful when you go to the house of the Lord. Be more ready to listen than to offer the sacrifices of fools. Do not be rash with your mouth. As a Christian, you must be known for fewer words and better hearing. James 1.19 Be swift to hear, slow to speak, slow to wrath. I'm speaking to you as a ministry. I'm speaking to you as individuals and your family. This is my most important message. And I wanted to listen carefully to this message. It will go a long way to determine a lot of things. So, in what way does God want us to use our mouth? Number one, God wants us to use our mouth for him. He wants you to use your mouth for him. Who are you using your mouth for? Do you invite people to church? Do you encourage people by giving them the save the Lord? Do you pull them down or build them up? God wanted to use your mouth for him. When last was it you spoke to a soul about Jesus? You need to use your mouth for him. Every time in my various journeys all over the world, when Xia will be gone again for two weeks into Europe, the first thing I enter, when I enter into the aircraft and I sit down, the whoever is on my right, I use my mouth for God. After exchanging pleasantries, good evening, the reason for the good evening is to put their heart so I can speak the word of God to them. Not that the evening is good. So, I use my mouth for God. So, learn how to use your mouth for God. 
Because he wants you to use your mouth for him. That is why he gave you the mouth. Gave you the tongue. Gave you the lips. And gave you the words to speak. When God gave us the ministry, he gave us the word. If you read 2 Corinthians 5, you begin to read from verse 14 down, down. You get to a point, he said, we have received the ministry of reconciliation, a ministry, and then he talked about receiving a word. So, he is giving us what to say. Someone said, what word has he given me to say? The Bible. He gave you the word, the Bible, to correct your vocabulary. He gave you the Bible to speak life. Jesus went speaking his word. In John 17, 18, he said, I have given them the word, we not give us me. I looked at one man and I said, you know something? If you keep sinning the way you are sinning, you are going to die. He said, are you cursing? I said, no, the Bible says so. That God is angry with the sinner every day. I said, can you imagine if God is angry with you every day? You know what I would do? He said, I don't want that to happen. I said, well, if you, if you continue living in sin, that's what's going to happen. And the Bible tells us, those who do reject God shall be turned into hell. So use your mouth for God constantly. Continually. Number two, God wanted to use your mouth for yourself. Stop saying things that will make you die in the wilderness of your challenges. All our challenges, it's impossible, but that trouble will come. Psalm 34 19, many are the afflictions of the righteous. The Hebrew says, divers and buried are the afflictions of the uncompromisingly righteous. Jesus said in John 16 33, these words have I spoken unto you that in me you may have peace. He said, in the world, you will have tribulation. Use your mouth for yourself. Psalm 64, verse 2, talk about people who use their mouth against themselves. Just like the children of Israel used their mouth against themselves. Those who died in the wilderness died because of what they said, not what they ate. The poisons never killed them. The snakes never killed them. Nothing killed them. Their mouth killed them. They said it, it got here. God said, well, because you have said it like that, that's what's going to happen. You can have what you say. Why savior for what you don't want to have? It's important for you to use your mouth for yourself. Ask yourself one question. Is my, are my words helping me or hurting me? Are my words building me up or pulling me down? Are my words healing me or are my words helping me? Are my words blocking me from moving ahead? Or are my words opening doors for me? Use your mouth for yourself. It's so important. Many times you don't understand this. See, use your mouth for God. But God said, I'm not selfish. I want you to use your mouth for yourself. Someone who someone was to say, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Whom you are redeemed from the hand of the enemy. In other words, you should say it again and again and again and again. The more you say it, the more you believe it, the more you believe it, the more you say it. You need to use your mouth for yourself. Number three, God wanted to use your mouth against Satan. Your mouth can be an expression of a sword of the spirit. While your mouth can be a shield of faith. The words that come out of your mouth can be a sword or it can be a shield. But a sword and a shield are made out of the same manner. When you speak the word of God against the devil, you are poking him with the sword of the spirit. But when the devil speaks his own word against you and you block him with scriptures, you are using the word of God as a shield. 
One day I was about to sleep. And the devil came to me and said, you know what? You are going to die tonight in your sleep. You. You won't wake up. When he said that, now that is, he was trying to poke me with his own sword. And I laughed, I laughed, I laughed, I laughed, I laughed. He said, why are you laughing? I said, the Bible said, all to the story 29, 29 said, the secret thing belongs to the Lord our God. And things that he revealed to us belong unto us. I said, I said, you don't know the secret things about God. You used to, but you don't longer know it. I said to everything, God has appointed the time and the purpose. But you are ignorant of that because you are the devil. You've lost your anointing. You used to be anointed, but you have lost your anointing. And I said, I'm going, to, I'm going to prove something to you. I'm going to quote two scriptures to you. Psalm 3 verse 5, Psalm 4 verse 8. I lay me down, I sleep, I awake for the Lord sustain. Now, in what way am I using my words? I'm using my word as a sheep. So you can use your mouth. God wants to use against the devil. Some of us will be describing the devil's problem in our life. Look at what is happening to me now. Look at my husband. He has become a rascal. Look at my children. They have all gone away from me. Look at the issues I'm having. Now you're not using your mouth against the devil when you speak like that. You're only describing in newspaper language what the devil is doing with your life. You are describing the mountain. You're not speaking to the mountain. You're not in any way piercing and breaking down the mountain with your threshing instrument. Isaiah 41, 15. God has made you a threshing instrument with it. So God wanted to use your mouth against Satan. Use your mouth for God. Use your mouth for yourself. Use your mouth against Satan. Number four. Use your mouth in all the circumstances you find yourself. Some people use their mouth tonight to praise. In whatever circumstance you are. Do I walk through the valley of the shadow of death? I fear no evil. Thy rod and staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest the table before me in the presence of my enemies. Isaiah 54, 17. No weapon fashioned against me. When you find yourself in a circumstance, don't steal under the circumstance. Use God's word in that circumstance. I've been in every circumstance. I remember June 20th, 2002. Four hired assassins came to my house with guns. AK-47 rifles. And they showed me a picture of mine. It says, is this you? I said, yes. They said, follow me. So I followed. They took me to a place, drove in front of a place, and then headed out of town. The only thing I had left was my mouth. They put my hand in handcuffs. They put my feet in feet cuffs. They had four guns, but they could not tie my mouth. In that circumstance, I started quoting scriptures. Let me die the death of the righteous. Let my end be like his. I started quoting scriptures. I shall not die but live to declare the good works of God. I was quoting it. I didn't put volume to it. So the man said, what are you saying? He said, is that incantation? I said, what I'm saying is more powerful than incantation. And he was, he said, what are you saying? I said, I'm quoting the word of God. He said, word of God? That's what you are. I said, yes. I said, should I say a few things that the word of God allowed me to say? What was I doing? Using my mouth. No matter what the circumstances, no matter how bad, terrible, unfortunate, unusual, taken far away or back, one thing they can never deny you of is your ability to use your mouth. Whatever circumstance, you walk through the valley of the shadow of death, 
You just lost your job. You lost a loved one. You find yourself marooned on an island. You find things topsy-turvy. Nothing is seeming to work. Nothing is seeming to operate the way you expect. Use your mouth. Your mouth can unlock. Your mouth can lock. When we say we, the Bible said to bind their, their, their kings with, uh, with chains and fetters of iron is the words of your mouth. You can use your word or the word to bind. I remember in those days when I was still going to, you know, just traveling out for the first time and uh, have to go to various embassies, you know, I used my mouth to bind the, the visa officer. Don't ask me any useless question. Any question I don't have an answer for. Don't, any question that will influence your decision negatively. Don't ask me. I, talk, I just stand and say, good morning. Say, good morning. And now you are traveling to our country, say yes. How many days are you spending? Just a month. When are you back? After a month. Thank you. Go and take your seat. Your visa. Nobody has ever asked me a useless question. A question that will make them take a decision. Contrary to the, uh, the, the kind of decisions they will have made. I bind them. Bind them. We change. The Bible said whatever things you bind or not. Do you think he's talking about going to buy rope in the market? It is the words of your mouth. So God wanted to use your mouth in every circumstance. In the good times and the bad. In season and out of season. At midnight, Paul and Silas prayed and sang praises unto God. Psalm 42 verse 5, Psalm 42 verse 10, Psalm 43 verse 5. He said, why that cast down on my soul? Why that discarded within me? Hope that in God continually with the health of my countenance and my God. Use your mouth in every situation. Now number five. And this is going to be the area I want to focus on for some time. Use your mouth for others. Use your mouth for God. Use your mouth for yourself. Use your mouth against the devil. Use your mouth in every situation and all circumstances. But also use your mouth for other people. This is a very, very important area of a Christian testimony. It's not wrong to use your mouth for yourself. But if that is all you do, that's not enough. It's not, all, it's, it's not wrong to use your mouth for God. But if that's all you do with your mouth, it's not an inspection of your character. Use your mouth against the devil. Oh yes, why not? Use your mouth in every situation. Why? Of course. But when it comes to use your mouth for others, this is where we come short. God wants you to use your mouth for other people. As an apostle, I'm here tonight to use my mouth for this ministry. I'm here to use my mouth for your family. I'm here to use your mouth for your generation. I'm here to use your mouth. I'm here to use my mouth in a practical way, not in a theoretical way. You know, there are some people who use their mouth and say, I'm praying for you, but I don't pray for you. Jesus knew them. In Matthew 15, 8, he said, these people draw near me with their mouth. He said, but their heart is far. But tonight, I am not disconnecting my heart from my mouth. Out of the abundance of my heart, my mouth is going to speak tonight. So, quickly, let me give you five ways in which you can use your mouth for people. Five practical ways. Simple ways. Number one, Use your mouth to show courtesy. In the world today, there is a lot of rudeness. People are rude. 
Use your mouth to your God. Excuse me, sir. Good morning, sir. Sir, sir. My brother, my sister, not. Shh. When you do that, that is rudeness. Nobody carries the name of a his. And if you want people to think you're a reasonable person, show cuts in the way you use your mouth. Growing up in a Christian circle in which I grew up in this country, we learned to call ourselves brothers and sisters. You are my brother, you are my sister, so take me by the hand. Together we will walk till we come. Even when we discuss, we show honor. The Bible says in 1 Peter 2.17, honor man. There's a whole lot of dishonor. When you look at Dr. K and you say, hey, DK. You see it all over the places. If you wonder, somebody came to me and said, uh, Pastor, uh, he said, PJ. I said, who's PJ? He was referring to this man. I said, PJ. I said, get out of my head. What, what is my PJ? Is he, is, he, is, he, is he an animal or something? He's Jimmy by name. But his pastor Jimmy, PJ, you see, when you shorten a name, you make that name lose its power. So of us have shopping our name. So I find out your name originally. Oluwa Jimmy, Lola or something. You are not called Jimmy. Jimmy what? Jimmy Jack? Use your mouth to show courtship. Abraham. Not Abba. Or Abra. Call the name. First Samuel 25, 25. I preach so many messages on names. People don't know the power in a name. First Samuel 25, 25. As a man's name is, so is he. There is something in every name. When parents call their children by name, it's a prayer. It's an expectation. They are longing for something. Oluwadabilare. Then you go, you say, Dari. Dari, what's the meaning of Dari? Dari is not. When you shut it in, you make it less effectual. You make the effect of the power of the name not to be the way it ought to be. So use your words, use your mouth to show cuts. Do you know that if you welcome people to church, Say, you welcome, sir. You welcome mine in the name of the Lord. Thank you for coming this way, sir. I've got some churches, some ushers. I'm just nodding like a lizard. That's it all. Open your mouth. Even all we say is, blessed is he that cometh in the name of the Lord. That's good enough. Stop nodding like a lizard. Number one, use your mouth to show courtesy. Number two, use your mouth to show sympathy. Sympathy. <laughs> One man, a 64-year-old man in our church, and the Lord came to me and he was crying. 64-year-old man. I said, what's wrong? He said, my father died. He was 92. My flesh wanted to give him a terrible knock. But you know what? I said, oh dear. The man must have been a great man. The man must have been a good man. Because to make you cry at 64 simply means that you wanted him to stay here with you. I said, but we are not made by God to live here forever. I'm sorry about it. He said, you know what? I said, yes. 
Use your mouth to show sympathy. People, people want you to legitimize their feelings. Use your mouth to show sympathy. Do you know that somebody can come to you to borrow money? You may not have money to borrow them, but by the time you speak, they will go away from you, feeling more fulfilled. One of my sons called Favor in Australia. He has a church. He got this Kogolese wife that he got married to. And the Kogolese wife messed him up big time. And he became so broke. He was in debt in so many ways. And he got in touch with me and said, Dad, I need 10,000 pounds. I said, yeah. Silver or gold have I done. But I offered him words. I offered him words. I started speaking to him about it. I said, do you know that God counsels debt? Do you have to go into debt in order to, to get a debt counseled? Let's look at what the Bible said. I started speaking to him. In fact, at a point, he said, Dad, he said, it's enough. I don't need money again. I said, he said, what you have said is enough. He said, I'm going to take these words as precious. That's what Job said. I have exchanged the word of his mouth, necessary unto me that my food. He called me back four days later. He said, you know, sir, I said, no. He said, after you spoke to me, I went to God and I said, God, I don't want to load on money. I don't want to go into any debt. But I want my debt cancelled. He said, the man who I was owing, one of them called me and said, favor, don't worry about half of that money anymore. If you can get just the half, just send it. Anytime, anywhere. I'm not going to put any pressure on you. And that, what gave the man courage and hope were the words I said. Do you know I could have said, ah, ah, are you an animal? What are you looking at? To what Jack be said, Joe? Oh, you don't know me. I could have said that. Use your mouth to sympathize with people. Number three, use your mouth to be honest with people. Many people experience tragedy because people that are supposed to speak the truth did not. If you love people sincerely and you want them to grow, tell them the truth. Do not tell people what they desire. Tell them what they deserve. Tell them the truth. The Bible says in Ephesians 4.15 and 4.25 It says we should speak the truth one to another and put away lying one to another. Call the spade a spade and not an agricultural implement. If you call the spade an agricultural implement, what will you call the other equipment? So what do you do? Use your mouth for people. How? Show God see you know when you talk to somebody in a cautious way, it will elevate his self-worth. He will feel he's a great man. One man in our church today is a deacon. He came to our church the first time. He said he had lost his job. And he was walking down the road. Then he saw the church. I don't know whether they care in this church. So he branched. He said the girl, 16-year-old child had met him at the door. So such courtesy. He said he made him realize that he still had some worth. The man entered into the church. He said, all oh, through the service, he did not even hear what I was preaching. It was the word the girl spoke. He said, next Sunday when she, he came to the church, he looked, is the girl there? I'm going to wait for the girl to come. So after he waited about five minutes, 15 minutes, the girl eventually came. He now walked up and walked up to the girl again. And that one started showing courtesy again with words. That is how God wants to use your mouth for people. Show courtesy, show sympathy, then be honest. Every one of us need a friend who will be honest with us. A friend who will look at you in the face. Who will appreciate your future more than your present. 
It will appreciate what God will turn into. Not who you think you are. Friend that is honest. Number four. We need to use our mouth for others. By what I call affirming them. Affirm. A-F-F-I-R-M. Affirm means you look at somebody with a good quality. You look at somebody. And you look at a quality that is good about them. And you say it. You are beautiful. You have good hair. You understand colors. You are gentle. I like the way you, you carry yourself. You are neat. Everybody has one thing. You know, many times what we do is we amplify the wrong things. And that is why we say some things. We say, there is still one thing that somebody else is good at. There's a woman in our church. When she came in for the first time, I saw her after the service. You know, I was just finished preaching and came back from the pulpit. And she was just standing there in front. And I looked at her and I said, wow. I've never seen a human being combine all the colors in a peacock like you have done. I said, you have shown today that God is God of colors. She looked at me and said, <laughs> I mean, every one of us can use an affirmation. Probably you look at someone that is very dark to the only to the to the point that the only thing you see is them is their teeth. You said you look at them and said, Wow, you have a wide set of teeth. Don't talk about the darkness, talk about the teeth. Learn to affirm people. You are intelligent, you are creative, your hairstyle is current model. I like your shoes, I like your tie. I say it all the time. I affirm people. Because not many people are saying talk to people. So that woman one day she came with her husband to the front after the service. And I looked at her and I said, you are the blessed man that is this woman's husband? The man said, yes sir. I said, look, this is an asset. I said, this woman is an asset. She's intelligent. She's smart. She's good looking. She knows how to combine all colors. The man was not <laughs> And the woman said, Daddy, that's what he does. That is what he does. Unfortunately, whatever you do not affirm, you're going to lose it. Today, they are no longer married. You should learn to look at whoever is around and about you. Can you look at the person on your left and right right now? Say something good about them. Say something good about them. Say something good about them. Use your mouth for them right now. Say something good about them. Say something good about them. Wow. Amen. Now, now that's a practical class. My most important message is you need to use your mouth and use them for God for yourself, against the devil, in every situation, and for others, by affirming them. I saw a man, the teeth was huggy like this. I looked at him and I said, you are fearfully and wonderfully built. You know, 
many, many times, because somebody is not the way you want them to be, does not mean that the quality they have is of no use. When I saw that man, I imagined the God of variety. Some of us think for a woman to be beautiful, she needs to be slim. The God who made the mosquito also made the, also made the hippopotamus. The hippopotamus can never, can never become like the mosquitoes. So what am I trying to let you understand? I've found people. I've found people say good things about people. No matter who they are, no matter what they are. There was a man, I was sitting near one day on a trip from London to Dubai. 14 hours in the air. The man ate chingum throughout. I looked at him and said, I like the way you chew your gum. I can't imagine somebody eating for that long. And the man said, oh yes, oh yes. I love to chew gum. I say, and it shows. Alright, let me quickly get this out. But the last thing that you need to use your mouth to do is to bless other people. The last thing you need to use your mouth for is to use your mouth to bless people. Now, quickly let me give you six reasons why you need to bless others. Why you need to bless others. Don't always be critical. Don't always be negative. Learn how to bless people. When I grew up as a Christian, we learned how to say God bless you almost like automation. We said it as part of our lifestyle. We said it as part of as for every situation. We'll just say, God bless you. But you see, many of us don't understand the power of those statements because we don't know that the mouth of a righteous is the strongest source of any word you can ever hear. You need to learn how to use your mouth to bless people. Now, quickly, why should I use my words to bless? I told you my most important message to you is God bless you. As a ministry, on your 20th anniversary, I say, King One Ministry International, God bless you. I say, God bless your program. God bless your churches. God bless your efforts. God bless your going. God bless your coming. God bless your store. God bless your basket. God bless your family. In the name of Jesus. Be seated. Why should I bless? What are? Why should I use my word to bless? Now number one. We need to bless others. Because it's a good and the right thing to do. If you curse people, it's not a good thing to do. You're not smart if you curse people. The blessed people is the good and the right thing to do. Nobody ever blesses someone who feels that they have done the wrong thing. When you bless somebody, you've done the good and the right thing. Talking about God, Psalm 119 verse 68. Thou art good and doeth good. Do not offer railing for railing. Re, uh, uh, reviling for reviling but contrary wise bless God's word says in Matthew 5 48 
Be ye therefore perfect as your heavenly father is perfect. But you begin from verse 44. Love your enemies. Bless them that curse you. Pray for them that the family use you and persecute you. That you may be children of your heavenly father. The first reason why I need to bless others is because it's the good thing to do. Is the right thing to do. So say to your neighbor, left or right, God bless you. Say to him, God bless you. Say, God bless you. When you say such things, you are doing the right and the good thing. It's a right thing to do. The right thing to do is not the easiest thing to do. Many times, the wrong thing to do is the easiest thing to do. So, why should I bless people? Because the right and the good thing to do. Number two, why should I bless people? Because the Bible commands us to do it. Whether you know it or not, there is a command that you and I should bless and not curse. Proverbs 13, 13. He that despises the word of God shall be destroyed. He that hearkens to the commandment shall be rewarded. God wants you by his word to bless people. Not curse them. No! Listen to the scripture. Proverbs 25, 12. Proverbs 25, 21. If your enemy is hungry, give him water. If he's thirsty, I'm giving food. If he's thirsty, give him water. In this way, you he cause the fire upon his head, and God will give you reward. Blessing people is not just a good thing and a right thing, it is commanded. It is a command. For you not to do it, it means you are disobedient. Don't be disobedient to heavenly instruction. Blessing people is a command. Every time when I bless people, I said, I'm not doing this because you have done something good for me. I'm not doing this because I feel like blessing you. But I bless you because God said I should bless you. I went to a particular church. The pastor was very mean to me. And I felt like strangulating him. But as for no woman after the flesh, I would not allow my flesh to dominate me. I said, I'm going to do what God says. I told him, I said, kneel down. I laid my hands on him. I blessed him. Blessed him. I felt that the man was walking, walking all over me, running rough shots over me while I was there. But I never allowed my human, I never allowed my humanity to crowd out my divinity. The proper nature of God that you and I inherit is the nature to bless. It's a command to bless. Balaam said, the Lord has commanded me to bless. Numbers 23.20 said, I'm blessed and nobody can reverse it. Blessed, nobody can reverse it. When I blessed that pastor that day, I knew that I was not divine that human. Because I felt like strangulating him. With everything he did. And at the end of the day, the honorarium he gave me had no honor in it. It was just realm. Number three. <laughs> Why do we need to bless others? Our position as priests calls call for us to so do. Numbers chapter 6 from verse 22 to 26. God gave Moses an instruction to tell Aaron and his children to bless the children of Israel. You and I are priests. Romans 1, 5 and 6. It tells us we are priests. 1 Peter 2, 9. We are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood. The Greek says a kingdom of priests. 
who should show forth the praise of him who has called us out of darkness into his marvelous light. First Peter 2 5 say we are priests. In the Bible, one of the duties of priests is to bless the people. And you and I as priests, who is a priest? A priest is somebody who represents God to man. No. A priest is somebody who represents man before God. A prophet is somebody who represents God to man. When you are praying, you are performing the office of a priest. That's why Psalm 141 says, keep the, it says, set a watch over me and keep the door of my mouth. If you read verse 2, it said, my prayers will come before you as incense, the lifting of my hand as evening sacrifice. Priests were expected to offer a sweet aroma to God. That is why it says in Psalm 49 verse 3, my mouth shall speak of wisdom. The meditation of my heart shall be of understanding. I say Kings World Ministries International, God bless you. I say God bless you. I call on the authority that rests upon me and the unction I carry and I say as a ministry, God bless you. God bless your children. God bless your families. God bless your businesses. God bless your work. God bless your going. God bless your coming. God bless you in the wilderness. God bless you in the city. Wherever you turn, be blessed. Whatever you do, be blessed. In the name of Jesus. Be seated. I wanted to understand what I mean in a few minutes. Because that word bless is not an ordinary word. The word bless in Greek is the word makarios. M-A-K-A-R-S. The word bless in Hebrew is the word barak. B-A-R-I-C-H. What are these? What are the meaning of these words? I will explain in a few minutes now. So that when someone is saying, God bless you, you understand what we are talking about. God told the children of Israel, in Tomoshua, you bless the children of Israel. In this way, you give him guidelines. Number 624 says, The Lord bless thee and keep thee. The Lord makes his face shine upon you and be gracious unto thee. Now those words are not ordinary. Words carry something. Words are containers. And when you use the man of God by the name of Lester Sobra. Lester Sobra living in a small American city in South Bend, Indiana. Lester does not pray for people. The only thing Lester will say is, be blessed. That's all. So one day I asked him, he came to London and one day I asked him, he said, is it that you don't like to pray? Or is it that uh, there is something? He said that what blessed among the Hebrew is the encapsulation of what everyone in life needs. Spirit, soul, and body. Present in the future, in the past. He said it is, it is unembracing. He said if I say that, he said no. I never saw him pray for a minute or two. You come to him, and my husband has left me. Be blessed. I don't have money to pay for my rent. Be blessed. It makes the job shiver. The idol man of the African wants you to give him something to lick. Say the blessed. Is, is that all? I said to you, King World Ministry, be blessed. 
Be blessed. Be blessed. Be blessed. Be blessed. From the rising of the sun to the going down of the same. Be blessed. 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 Sit down. I have operated in this way for so many years. One of my sons came to me and said, Sir, we have seen the building, but we don't have money to pay. I said, Be blessed. He said, Thank you, sir. And he left in faith. Because what was it that God gave Abraham? And what Adam? What was it that God gave Abraham? What was it that he gave Noah? What was it that he gave Isaac? When blessings fail, there is a crisis. To remove the crisis, a miracle comes. The miracle clears the crisis. You are expected to go back under the blessing. From the top of your head to the soles and tips of your feet. Every of your plan, every of your projection, every of your effort, be blessed. I say be blessed. Be blessed in the work of your hand. Be blessed in your relationship. Be blessed in your career. Be blessed in your labor. Be blessed in your labor. Be blessed. Be blessed. Be blessed. Be blessed. Be seated. I can go on and on. Why should I bless others? Because that is what I want others to do to me. Matthew 7:12. As you want others to do to you, even so do to them. Why should I bless number five? Because of the power of words. Let me tell you something I did years ago as a bachelor. A bachelor. There is a mango in my company now in the learning. So many years ago, I got a small stick of the mango. I got it from a big mango tree that I like the seed. I like the fruit. So I got this stem from it. And I put it into two different pots. In two different rooms in my house. I was an, I was just a young man and I had a house, three bedroom flat. So I had these two rooms. That was when I was coming to the power of words. So what did I do? I put one in a room and I put one in another room. I had read that somebody did it. So I said, if this thing works, then it means that these words are true. So we come to one and I will speak blessings. You are blessed. You will grow up. You bring forth your food in your season. You will not wither. You will be a good plant. You will be this. And I will go to the other room. And I will curse that plant. You are useless. You are worthless. You are a waste of time. You just drink water. I water you. But you will not bring forth. You will not mature. I won't need to replant you. You are dead at your very beginning. See that. Sincerely, God is my witness. After three months of doing that, that one withered and died because even plants have ears if plant does not have ears Jesus said to one tree and what happened? it died the Bible said the time is coming and now is that the dead shall hear the voice of the living God this was time I was just seeing the power of I was seeing the power of words many of you parents instead of complaining about your children bless them 
Laban was a terrible man. Genesis 31.55 tells us, he said every morning when he wakes up, he'll bless his son and bless his daughter. Let me tell you something about my daughter. My daughter is married now. She has a child. So I'm a grandfather. My daughter was so dull, naturally, humanly, physically speaking. She was like a disaster going somewhere to explode. So we had to get a private teacher for my daughter to teach her. So the teacher one day as was teaching her, shouted. So I went and said, what happened? He said, I told your daughter, sir, to write 6,666. He said, look at what your daughter wrote. You know what my daughter wrote? She first of all wrote 6,000. 6, 000, 0, 0, 0, 0. And then said, what again? And then added after the last zero, 6, 6. She was preparing for, for exams. So the man said, that's why I shouted. He said, she has been doing so many of it, but this one, this beyond me. When my wife said, my wife said, but I looked at her and I said, I believe in you if nobody does. I said, your mother went to university and made a 2-1. I made a 2-1. You don't have foolishness in your genes. Where will you get it from? Failure is never part of you. I've never failed any exam since I made up my mind to study. You won't fail an exam. I said you will make it. You will get there. You will succeed. No, Whether your teacher believes in it or not, I believe you have it in you. It may not be manifest yet, but I will, from that day, I told her every morning when you wake up, before you do anything, just come. And I will lay my hands on her and I will say, you are a blessed seed. You are our seed. And we are a good seed. You cannot have evil. And I bless, I bless her. Do you know that of all the three children, she was the first one that graduated from the university. The ones that we thought were brilliant, she passed all of them out. Today when my daughter speaks, he said, Daddy, you believed in me when nobody did. He said, it kept me going. When she went to the exam hall, I gave her a scripture. Isaiah 41, 13. The Lord will hold your right hand saying, fear not. I will help you. So whenever she gets to the exam hall, she lift her hand like this. I said, God, hold my hand now. Hold my hand now. Hold my hand now. She passed that exam at the first city. Even the other one that we thought was mad, failed it. I told my wife, I said, you see yourself now? He said, thank you. That's why you are there for me. You live long for me. Now, what I'm saying is this. Blessing your children. Why do you think children are fighting for the father's blessing? Because there is something in it. By the grace of Almighty God, I bless you, Kingsworth Ministers International. You are a blessed ministry. You are a ministry of distinction. You are a ministry of power. A ministry of glory. You will enlarge. You will expand. You will increase. You will be, will be proud of you. Wherever we go, be blessed. Be blessed. Be blessed. Be blessed. Be blessed. Sit down. It is too late for you as a member of this ministry to fail. 
failure will not be your portion. Grace will cover you. Honor will cover you. Favor will cover you. Help will cover you. Assistance will cover you. Support will come to you. Be blessed. Be blessed. Be blessed. Be blessed. Be blessed. Be seated. Now, I just need to round up. Because blessed are they that keep to time. For they shall be invited back. Now, when, when you tell somebody, God bless you, what do you really mean? You see, when someone says God bless you, many times we play with it. We don't even respond. That is the strongest prayer any Christian can pray for. Because when people say God bless you, we don't even know what it means. I've been all over the world. And I always say it again and again. Nobody has ever served me as a protocol official. And when I come back to the same church or the same city, remain the same. Because when I say, God bless you, it is out of the abundance of the heart. All the anointing I have is put into it. That's why I said my most important message to you. It's not uh, God add grease to your elbow. <laughs> this one is grease to your elbow, grease to your leg, grease to your eyes, grease to your head. I said God bless you. I'm coming. Be seated. I will close now. Close now. When someone said God bless you, what do they mean? I've studied this word very deeply in Hebrew, in Greek, and in Latin. And I've come up with about six different things that it means. So that from today, even when your pastor says, God bless you, you will attach all this meaning to that statement. So that when I bless you today, bless you tomorrow, and all those other men of God come and bless you, you know what you are getting. This is what you need for life. Number one, when someone says God bless you, the first thing that it means, the word makarios and the word barak, is this. May the fingerprints of God and the footprints of God be visible all over your life. The fingerprints of God and the footprints of God. There are some people you look at, you see the fingerprint of the devil and the footprints of the devil all over their marriage, all over their children, all over their jobs. But when someone says, God bless you, what they are saying is this. May the fingerprints and the footprints of God be visible all over your life. How many of you think you did that? Put that at the back of your mind. Psalm 19 verse 17. It said, let the beauty of the Lord our God be seen upon us. From today, every member of this ministry will be identified by one thing, the blessing on them. You will mirror blessing. You will mirror blessing. The fingerprints of God come upon you. Come upon your business. Come upon your family. Come upon your effort. Come upon your labor. Fork of your basket. Come upon your going. And your coming. May the footprints of God be on the sand of your life. Every day of your life. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Be seated. Fingerprints. 
You know, wherever I go, people look at me and say, you must be a man of God. All over the world. I'm not talking about Nigeria. I was in Calgary recently. I was staying in the hotel. And the woman that was cleaning the room looked at me and said, you look somehow. I said, how? He said, unusual. Look at your neighbor and say, you look somehow. Say, how? Blessed. You will look blessed. You will smell blessed. You will appear blessed. You will walk blessed. You will jump blessed. You will drive blessed. Everywhere. Be blessed. Be blessed. Be blessed. Be blessed. Be blessed. Be seated. There was a time in my life when you look at me, you know that this is a disaster going somewhere to explode. Again and again, people look at me and say, something unusual about you. You have started the period of, of your unusualness. Nobody will pass by. You are not here. The fragrance of blessedness. Be seated. Number two. When you say God bless somebody, what do you mean? You are saying, may the Lord make you large. When I came, Pastor K, I mean, Dr. K was giving me um, some statistics about this church. And I was saying in my mind, he doesn't know what's about to hit him. He doesn't know what's about to hit him. Look at your neighbor and say, may the Lord enlarge you. You see, if someone says God bless you, that is what they mean. The Bible says in the book of Joshua, chapter 3, verse 7, God told Joshua, He said, I will magnify you in the eyes of the people. Joshua 4 14, and the Lord magnified Joshua in the eyes of the people. You know what I enjoy? Enlargement. Everywhere I go, People will have heard about me and they will form an idea about me without having seen me. When they invited me to Jamaica, 1993, the Assemblies of Jamaica, I went there. When I got to the airport, the entire leadership of the Pentecostal Assemblies of Jamaica came out to welcome me. With Douglas Robb, their chairman, they lifted up a placard and they were singing native songs. And I went there. You know the way I entered? And I said, that's my name. The man said, no. I said, why did you say that? He said, we are looking forward to seeing a big man. I said, yes, he's inside here. That's enlargement. Joshua 6.27 And the fame of Joshua was launched abroad. Your, the fame of your company will go abroad. Your name will be at the very top. God will advertise what you stand for. God will promote your business. God will enlarge your venture. Be seated. I'm here with a young man here. He's here with me. He's my chief security officer. In a lot of 
He started a small business. We are talking about this afternoon. But you know what? It has been all over the world. US, China, Britain, it's all over the places. Wave your hand. From Milani to the ends of the earth. I told him, I said, the way God is going to bless you be such that you don't need to be at home for him to do the job. King's Wars Ministry International. For everyone who believes in this vision, everyone who makes a new commitment, be enlarged. Be enlarged. Be enlarged. Express enlargement. Expansion. Growth. Increase. Overflowing. Abundance. Be enlarged. Be enlarged. Be enlarged. Be enlarged. Be seated. If this is how you have been walking before, you've been walking like this now. When I say, when I say, be blessed, you, you, you do like this, enlargement. When I say be blessed, you say what? Enlarge. I say be blessed. 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 Give the Lord a big hand. Be seated. People always ask me. I remember the years ago when I when we started church in the Bible. They said, I just believe that you learn it and go to the Bible. I say, the Bible is too small. 1991, we started church here in Lagos. He said, ah, you go to Lagos. And Lagos is too small. 1989, I went to UK for the first time. Ah, you will not leave and go to UK. I said, UK is so small. What is UK? A small island. Somewhere in the middle of the water. I went to America in 1991. They said, you go to America now. Too small. From that place, I have taught the six continents of the world. And when I fly, I don't fly cheap. What is that? Enlarge the God who did it for me. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. The God whom I serve. The God of today, yesterday, and tomorrow. The God by whom, for whom, and through whom are all things. Will do your own in the name of Jesus. Be blessed. Be blessed. Be blessed. Be blessed. Be blessed. Be seated. We have a slogan we say from the learning to the end of the earth. It's not how close you are to something on the horizontal level, but vertical connection. Number three. I will not be able to give you more than four. Your money has finished. <laughs> Number three. When someone says God bless you, you know what they are saying? They are saying, may you be connected. People don't know that when they said blessed, it means connected. Connected to a source that is not limited. You know what I enjoy? Connection. Strange connection. People who have never seen me, who have never known me, will do me favor that I did not ask for. They will force it on me. I went to Australia the first time. Australia. Went there for the first time. With a green passport. One pastor in whose church I preached. He said, we will make sure you become a resident. I said, I don't need it. He said, no. You are going to need it by force. Ever say connection. You talk about connection. You know, it's who you know they say. 
Somebody here needs connection. Some people need to connect to this vision. Let me say this to you. The connection that you need that will take you from the back of the line to the front of the line. Be blessed with it now. 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 I say be blessed with it. The connection. Think about it. Connection. Connection. Receive the connection. Receive the connection. Receive the connection. Receive the connection. Receive it. When I look all over my life, the only thing I can see is connection. Connection. God connected my son here with that single young man. That is destiny has worked for you. Don't trivialize it. It doesn't come common. It doesn't come cheap. He is putting all the anointing. Not just of what he has done in the past and present. But the grace of God on him for the future. To support you. To promote your ministry and to project it. Treasure it. Such connections don't come easy. I am where I am because of connection. All the nations have gone to. When they are because somebody connected to them. The Bible said that David, Jonathan, when they met each other, their heart was what? Need. Somebody's heart will be need to yours. Somebody that has the key to open that door that is shut to you will be connected to you. God will bring him and be connected to you. You will get that connection. That connection. Receive that connection. Receive that connection. Receive that connection. Receive that. So when someone said, God bless you, you know what they are saying? May you be connected. One day I was I was in I was in Philadelphia Airport, International Airport. I was in the lounge. And the woman sat by me. She was drunk. Drunk. And so I asked her, I said, what do you do? He said, what do you do? do? When somebody is asking questions, answering questions, I, I said, I'm a missionary. She said, She's also a missionary. So we talked about it. We talked about it. And I forgot about her. We got to Heathrow. I was already walking off. Because I had another flight connection. I was going to Belfast. Now immediately she, she now followed me. She said missionary. I'd forgotten that I was doing my game. Missionary. Missionary. So somebody told me. Somebody's calling. So I looked like I saw her. I said, hope nothing. By then, we were trying to establish our office in the UK. We, we needed some money. This woman says, ever since you spoke to me, the only face I see is yours. I said, like how? <laughs> he said, I was tipsy last night. But even I was sleeping, I was seeing your face. He said, so something told me to write you a check of 10,000 US dollars. He said to me, he said, uh, I'm not sure I have up to that, so I didn't write 10. I said, what did you write? So I wrote 5. I said, what did you write 10? Whatever said it to you knows what you have in the account. I said, next time when you hear that kind of a thing, make sure you write the 10. She gave me the check. When I gave it to the people in the office in England, 
He said, wow! When I told her. Not only that, that woman still got in touch with me up to four or five years later. What was she sending me? Money. And she was sending something. See, every time I sit on my desk, I see your face. Somebody received that connection. Receive 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 that connection. Be seated. One more. This is the beginning of a new phase in this ministry. And the next 10 years shall be years of acceleration. Not just for the ministry and what we do, but for your families and each and every one of you. You will run and not grow weary. You will walk and not faint. Be seated. You can continue like this all night. When someone says, God bless you, what do they also mean? They mean be empowered to prosper. Now listen to me. A whole lot of evil have been done to the word prosperity. Because people don't look into the perfect law of liberty. They look at it. What the word prosperity means in English is not what it means in Hebrew. It's not what it means in Greek. The word prosper, prosperity, in Hebrew is the word shilash. T-S-A-L-A-C-H. And the word prosperity in Greek is what Iodo. E-U-O-D-O-O. Those two words, you know what they mean? Divine help. God's help. So when someone says, God bless you, you know what they're wishing you? Receive help. Is there anybody who need help here? I'm coming one minute. Various people need help in various things. There are people who need help for capital here to start. Some people need capital to expand. Some people need capital to pay for the church land. Some people need capital. They have a land but no building on it. Some people need money to go to school. You know what? Help. I know what it is. We are building our sanctuary. 320 million naira in Elori. We got to a point one day, there was no money. I knelt before God. I said, God, you know people who have money. I don't know them. But you know those who have money and those you have given money to. Tell one of them to bring me money here in Elori. I said that and I told the people, I said, work will not stop. Continue with whatever we have. As our day is, so shall be our strength. One day, 22 days after that prayer, a man came from Abuja with a check of 100 million. That is help. I will lift up my head to the hills from whence cometh my help. My help cometh from the Lord. Psalm 108 verse 12. He said, give us help, O Lord, from trouble. For vain is the help of man. I can see faces, families who need help with their son, with their daughter, with their business. People who need help with their health. Who need help with their finances. Who need help with their relationship. Who need help with their car. Your car is riding you instead of you riding your car. You need help in your place of work. I say tonight, be blessed in Jesus' name. Be blessed in Jesus' name. Be blessed in Jesus' name. Be blessed. Be blessed.
Be blessed. Be blessed. Be blessed. Be blessed. Be blessed. Be blessed. Be blessed. Be blessed. Be blessed. Be blessed. Whatever help you need. Whatever area we are not helping. I speak to you. Even before the end of this year. Help is coming. Help is here. Help is on the way. Help is coming. Financial help. Marital help. Spiritual help. Emotional help. Help with your career. Help with contact. Help with open doors. Receive help. Receive help. Receive help. Dr. K, come up, come up. The preceding message was brought to you by Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. We are located at Kingsword Auditorium, Etel Avenue, behind NNPC Filling Station, First Bank Bus Stop, off Kudarat Abiola Way, Argun, Lagos. Email kmiafrica at kingsword.org. Telephone 234 810 0006 